podcasting from Napa, California, one of the largest re-owned winemaking regions in the world, home to 420 different wineries and 800 different wine brands. This is Back to the Future, a monthly podcast about past historical events. And now here's your host, artist and historian, Delana Morse. Hi guys, welcome to Back to the Future, where we go back in history and look into crucial historical events. My name is Delana Morse, and today we're taking a trip back to look a little more into the lives of Japanese Americans and Chinese Americans in World War II. All the discrimination against the Japanese began somewhere, right? Have you ever wondered about the barren camps in Manzanar or Sacramento, California? Today we are going to talk to someone who lived right there in that moment, all while analyzing Pearl Harbor Executive Order 9066 and all the things that follow after the internment camps. December 7, 1941, Japan attacks the U.S. Navy base at Pearl Harbor. 2,000 military and civilians were killed, and the U.S. declares war on the Empire of Japan. After the bombing, America changed its culture, beliefs, and attitude overall, but the treatment to foreigners and descendants of them, more specifically the Japanese. Even though they had chose to come to America, after Pearl Harbor, most Japanese Americans lost everything their families and themselves had worked so hard for. Roosevelt signed Executive Order 9066, which evacuated all Japanese from the West Coast. 120,000 people were moved just because of being Japanese. All the Japanese were moved, whether they had been to Japan or not, even if they were veterans in World War I. All Japanese and Japanese Americans were moved. Now we're going to talk with Hinata Yakamoto about his experience in Manzanar internment camp. He was one of the first to show up and last to leave. I remember sitting with my father, listening to the radio, as President Roosevelt broadcast Executive Order 9066. Immediately we ran to sell the house and sell our shop. My father, Lee, had served in World War I for America, but we were still forced to move. Would you say that the internment camps were inhumane? Life for the most was peaceful. My father had options to work for $5 an hour. We lived in large barracks with other families much like our own. The worst was when the riots started. The police killed one man and it stopped. The masked man did no harm. What were your daily activities? How was life? We went to school, some work. Life just went on with routine, and as a kid, nothing really changed for us. 
So the camps were completely destructive to their residents, but from the outside, they didn't look completely humane. The first known Japanese immigrants settled in San Francisco in 1869, which means the Japanese had a lot to do with the development of the West Coast. So with Executive Order 9066, the Japanese were not the only ones affected. When the Japanese left, someone had to take their place in the economy, and that happened to be the, quote, good Asians or the Chinese. Restaurants and stores all taken over by Chinese Americans, which many were surprisingly very supportive of America during World War II. For a while, the Chinese were finally getting back control, but then after World War II ended and the U.S. declared war on communism, all of their good deeds were so forgotten. And that's all we got for you today, folks. My name is Delana Morris, and I will see you next month on Back to the Future.